It's time for a radio royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. You should see her throne. Have you ever seen that thing with the uh, Game of uh, Game of Thrones or whatever that is? <clears throat> All those swords on the thrones. That'll give you a hint of what Princess Di's throne looks like in her throne room. <laughs> she is, yeah, America's princess of policy, the one, the only, coronated <laughs> as the first lady of American politics, Diana Me, <laughs> our very own Princess Di. <laughs> Your Majesty, you heard Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears. Now, I don't, I'm, I'm not buying, and, uh, you know I love Winsome, but I'm not buying this business of democracy won the day in messaging. I don't think people give a, I keep wanting to say that word today. I really don't think they give a S about this whole Jan 6 thing. I don't think that's what drove anybody to the polls. I think this whole thing with democracy was just a poll-tested line that Democrats used, but I don't think it was effective beyond their base. And I don't think, like the Washington Post, that democracy dies with Negro, with um dark, in darkness. What? I didn't say it. That's what they mean. That's what they mean. Democracy dies with them. I never bought it. They make me sick anyway. I'm sorry. Well, let me just, before I answer your question, let me just mention one thing. Democracy does die in darkness. If you saw what happened in Nevada, where the cameras went dark, suddenly at 11 o'clock while they were counting for, for overnight. That the democracy in that state did die in darkness. But back to your question, I, too, love Winsome Sears. I do not agree with her. I think this is going to be part of the argument of the primaries, as it should be going forward. And we have to basically make a good fight. And we are going to be in the good fight as to who is best carrying our message. And you know where I stand. I don't agree with her. I think that... One of the things that I don't want to do is join the chorus of Trump's faults, which we know he has faults, and the other side has done nothing but point it out. They ran on Trump in the Democrat Party, and they ran on abortion in the Democrat Party. The GOP had no answer. They ran against Trump. We defended him not. They ran on abortion. We had no message deliberately by the leadership, as I call them, the McFailed McLeadership of the Republican Party. We had no answer. So if if you're going to look at the, the political landscape accurately, you've got to have a message. And we have to have that fight this right now, starting today to carry out, see who's going to be best to carry out. But as I said, I'm not going to join the chorus of Trump's faults. In fact, I think you need to play for your audience at some point a video, which I think you've seen, called Trump's Virtues. It's by Tom Klingenstein. It's a speech he gave, which is the absolute unstated by anyone in our party officially or our intellectual class, our wizards of smarts, 
all of the things that Winsome Seals Sears catalog of all the good things that Trump did. Well, there was a reason he got all that done. And a lot of it was his virtues, his courage, his, you know, unflinchingness in in, uh, criticism from all sides in the political class. He had a special group of skills and talents and gifts. And that enabled what happened under his presidency of all those things that she mentioned. You can't have one without the other. And our side needed to focus on the virtues and not the flaws because the other side does that. Why should we do it? This is same team to me. Now, one of the things that I think, um, and you, you may have heard, Diana, in the first hours I talked about this. Look, I'm tired. I'm Diana, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of these freaking mail-in ballots. I'm tired of this ballot harvesting nonsense. Everything that we're dealing with now has taken away from the integrity of elections in the United States. And we all, everyone that pays attention to politics, and I continue, even Democrats know it. In fact, I remember when this stuff was first bubbling up there. I, unless I'm wrong, even Jimmy Carter and some of the other diehard Democrats say, hey, don't do this. This is not a good thing. This ballot harvesting, these two-month elections, this, 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 this continued let's send everything through mail. And, again, how easy is it for somebody to sit at home and stamp an envelope and say, ooh, it's postmarked by a certain date? I mean, there's no, I, I don't have any confidence in that, but I don't hear any any political objection from the Republican Party as a whole or from, as you call them, the Mick failed Mick leadership of this party that's actually addressing the things that are concerning Republican voters especially is that we don't trust this system anymore and we have no reason to trust this system. This always follows the same script. It follows how many times this is like Charlie Brown the football. Oh, yeah, well, we can't count the votes. Oh, we'll get to the votes. We'll have some answers for you after Thanksgiving. And the answers are always the same. Republican lead is dwindling. Republican lead is dwindling. Oh, the Republicans don't seem to be doing well in mail-in. Oh, Republicans lost again. How many times do we have to see this thing? Well, one of the elements of this formula that you have aptly described um, relates to another story that you mentioned on the fall of FTX, which I'm sure you'll get into later. Uh, The head of FTX, which is a crypto exchange, Sam Bankman-Fried, he was worth $15.6 billion on Monday. He was worth nothing by yesterday. Meanwhile... He gave $38 million to the Democrats in this past cycle. He was second largest contributor under Soros. Soros was number one at $127 million. Now, of course, this was a Ponzi scheme that collapsed. He gave $2 billion supposedly to his girlfriend's company. And, you know, he, according to Twitter, they were tracking a flight that they think was him to Argentina last night. So we'll see if he's ever prosecuted. But because he he gave to the Democrats, he'll be fine. He filed for bankruptcy. He'll be fine because he's he's a protected person. But that money. 
that sluice of money that goes from very wealthy people to the Democrat Party, they have, as I have said before, their main industry is ballot trafficking. And they have been doing it for generations. There's money that goes to these communities that basically manufactures ballots. And so uh, Sundance of uh, the conservative treehouse had a really important article this week that the Democrats focus on ballots. We focus on votes. It's votes versus ballots. It's not necessarily. That's why you see them during the campaign, not debating, hiding out in the basement, because that is not their focus. We focus on persuasion, getting people to agree with us and then to vote for us. That's the old traditional way. And meanwhile, this new method that they have, as your caller referred to, Rush mentioned, that they really will be happy once they can completely get rid of elections and they're well on their way to doing it. So they have this. See, wait, 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 stop right there. Diana. <clears throat> and, and, Diana. and also the NGOs, the charities. And they have the walking around money in these communities. This, to me, is a system that we have to compete with. We, we don't want to be evil, but we have to basically getting in there and doing the GOTV, get out the vote and get out the ballot. Okay, when okay, you say ahead, things like, okay, okay, like el- eliminate elections, people hear that and they say, what are you talking about, eliminate? How is Rex talking about eliminate? How are you going to eliminate elections? Can you explain to people, what do you mean when you say they want to eliminate elections? Well, I, you know, when Rush first said that, I mean, I usually 99% of the time agree wholeheartedly with Rush. That was one thing he said that I thought was over the top. Oh, come on. They're ne- this is America. They're never going to get rid of elections. But as I have seen what their behavior is, There's always going to be elections, as there are in communist countries everywhere and dictatorships everywhere, where the dictator or the communist gets, you know, 95 percent of the vote, like Saddam Hussein, I think, got 99 percent of the vote. But these are not actual democratic elections. They're not, you know, what we grew up with, where you put in your ballot and it's counted one person, one vote. That's not what they think is fair. They don't want to campaign. They shouldn't. They they look down on American people, as does the Republican Party, by the way. I have to say, your frustration, I think, is a little misplaced because you're like, why, why are they just so inept? They're not inept. They're part of the same system that, you know, we used to always say it's the evil party is the Democrats versus the stupid party is the Republicans. Yeah. No. It, it, it is not true. They are not stupid. They, the reason this system has not changed is because they benefit from it. Mitch McConnell is happier being in the minority. A lot of these people are perfectly fine with being in the minority. And so that's why they see no need to put money into tight races, to fight for a message, because they are going to benefit probably better by the donor class if they remain in the minority. So that is job one for us is to clean house in the Republican Party. The infrastructure, the apparatus of the Republican Party is what determines election outcomes for our side. And that is as corrupt as the day is long. 
And so that has to be our focus. We have to really have a clean sweep. And I don't think the Republican Party understands how they still need our votes. They still need GOP voters. And they don't have any idea how mad we are at them and how we're not. And this was it. This is the last straw. We are no way going to put up with this anymore. These people have to go from top to bottom, from stem to stern. And that has to be new blood in the Republican Party. We cannot go forward until we do that. Diana, you have never heard me, and I think I mentioned this earlier, you've never heard me badmouth Mitch McConnell on this show. Or in fact, well, you should. You've never heard me badmouth Mitch McConnell, period, even in the height of all of it. I always reminded people if it wasn't for old Mitch, we wouldn't have right. the Supreme Court. I'm going to say something today. Get out, Mitch. Get out. <laughs> Get out. I am so sick of this. Every freaking time. I'm sick of it. I I will always be grateful to Mitch McConnell for the Supreme Court win. Thanks, Mitch. Now go away. And and Kevin McCarthy, I don't even want forget it. I don't want him as House Speaker. Forget it. And I know the inner politics of the House and all that stuff to a degree. And I know the chances are that a lot of these guys and gals that warm up in there, they're just cozying up to to, to McCarthy because they think he's the presumed speaker. I'm going to be disappointed if somebody like Jim Jordan doesn't end up as House Speaker this time. As long as we have Kevin McCarthy coming up in there, as long as we have Mitch McConnell, Diana just said it, I couldn't agree more we need a change at the top. It's time to get rid of the remnants of the John Boehner crew. All of them. We've had it. Paul Ryan, I don't care. Sit up in your mouth and, 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 and destroy Fox like you did the Republican Party. John Boehner's legacy lives on with these people. And be, and before John Boehner, it was what's-his-face. I even forget this one's name. You know I'm talking about the big guy. Uh, what's Hastert. his name? Denny Hastert. Denny Haster. These are all from the same ilk. They all come from the same ilk, and they have done no good as leaders, and they have destroyed the Republican Party. And if they keep this up, there will be so many Republicans that abandon this and say, what is the use of this? And they just stop. They had, they hated the Tea Party. They got rid of the best chance to win with the Tea Party because they hated them. They saw them as competition instead of seeing how they could form a winning coalition. They did nothing at all during the years when Obama was there to really put up a defense for the Republican Party. In fact, they slow-walked everything. Did we ever get any resolve on the Benghazi or any other hearings they did? No. We had a show, and we had nothing to show for it, okay? And that meant Trey Gowdy Gowdy and the rest of them. Trey Gowdy did all this mouth-in-mouth and delivered nothing. Lindsey Graham, all these, we're going to get to the bottom of this. We never got to the bottom of nothing, okay? I am sick of this crap. It's time for Mitch McConnell to go, and it's time for Kevin McCarthy to go. We need new leadership. You said from and don't st- forget Ronna McDaniel because she's part of that McLeadership team, and that is what I'm I'm adding to it. The RNC is one of the worst offenders of the the uh, apparatus of the Republican Party being completely in the tank for whatever the left wants. They talk a good game, all of them at election time, or they don't talk at all. But as far as actual boots on the ground, 100% never. 
And I remember Rush always saying, you know, I don't even want to talk about people would ask, where are the Republicans? And he would have a phrase. He says, don't ask me, why don't the Republicans do X? Because they never have. And so it was left to basically Rush to basically have the message, make the point, have the worldview of and remind us of who we are as Americans that kept our voter base together. And I think that Trump capitalized on that. And this is who we are there. The thing is, I read today an interesting quote. Liz Cheney said the midterms were a clear victory for team normal. And David Brooks said the fever of populism is breaking in the New York Times. They think that we're back to normal. We got rid of these ifty people, the smelly Walmart people, the Americans who have dirt under their fingernails, the working class, the blue collar. We got rid of all them because this is a big club and we ain't in it. They are so wrong. And there are way many of us, more of us than there are of them. So that is how they are on their laurels right now, feeling smug. Okay, we won this one. Oh, no, they didn't. This is not over. It is just beginning. And why is that? Because we trust in the living God. In God we trust, which is our national motto, and we have to keep it alive. And I'm just going to say one other thing. You, you, you just triggered me. The reason that we did not win in the numbers that we, yeah, abortion may have played a role, yeah, all the stuff. The person that actually delivered the message, the messaging, for 30 years for the Republican base wasn't here this election cycle. Exactly. One person that unified all of us and presented the messaging wasn't here. He's in heaven. And that's one of the reasons we lost this time out. Amen. Got to go. We have to carry his legacy forward. Amen to that. Princess Di, thank you so much. We'll be back, ladies and gentlemen. Saturday morning radio extravaganza continues right after this.